0: And now, Pogtendo presents Side Quest Cinema. Ah, welcome back to potentially the final three, well, at least for a while, episodes of Side Quest Cinema. Huh? It's pretty exciting
1: yes yes
0: we started this journey what a over a year ago about a year and a half ago and we're in the final throws we have the final three star wars episodes one of them is not even out so we only have two more released movies one more brand new movie to talk about and share with you fine folks thrilling stuff i am your co-host mick and i'm joined every episode by my lovely co-host tyson and we talk about movies on a video game podcast why we don't know no one knows no one knows indeed. Nice. How are things?
1: I'm um, good. I'm good. How are how are things with you?
0: Oh, I, I can never complain. Things are just peachy. Things are just peachy. And I'm so excited to talk about these controversial Star Wars movies. Maybe? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, without further ado, I guess we don't really have much of a preamble. We survived Scary Spooky Month, and we're in re- November, so... Thrilling stuff. And today we're going to talk about Star Wars Episode 7: The Force Awakens. The release date of this was December 18th, 2015. The runtime was 135 minutes. The budget was $306 million. Box office brought in $2.068 billion. That's a lot. It was directed by J.J. Abrams, produced by Kathleen Kennedy, J.J. Abrams, and Brian Burke cast included Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, Johnny Boyega, and Oscar Isaac.
1: Yeah, a pretty good cast with a bunch of familiar faces from our old previous reviews, so... And a few fresh faces. And dang, that box office is... Now you see why Disney was about... all about trying to get this thing to go into a franchise and spin off as much as they could, so they saw those dollar signs
0: yeah yeah like that's a huge like two bill over two billion dollars that's a lot that's that must be a top that must make a lot like i don't have a list and i don't have the list of because didn't infinity wars just make like 2.5 and that was the most ever so this movie must have been up there in terms of top grossing movies of all time
1: yeah and this was four years ago so like that's impressive That's very, very impressive.
0: Well, I do remember when it came out, though. It was a big deal. There was a lot of hype. We will get to kind of the time it came out in. uh, But this is the first Star Wars movie released since 2000, or since episode three, right? So there was a big kind of hiatus. There was some runs on TV shows, but this was kind of a big deal. And this was for Disney's kind of, or Fox's, no, Disney. Disney's first attempt at a Star Wars property. So there you go. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on to the development details. So after the sales of Star Wars to Disney in October of 2012, the rumors of more movies started. Lucas was pretty much done with films at this point. He did a turn. Uh, he did turn in a rough story for episodes seven to nine and attended creative meetings. He was very torn up to let the property go, but wanted to let a new generation have it. Early drafts saw Luke appearing early in the film, but once Luke showed up, we stopped caring about the new characters. The script was worked on for eight months, and Arnett said he could have used 18 more months. In January of 2014, Abrams stated that 7, 8, and 9 wouldn't take into account the expanded universe, hence destroying the the Star Wars expanded universe. Abrams proposed or purposely withheld some plot elements from The Force Awakens such as Ray and Finn's last names and backgrounds. Lucas said in November of 2015 that he was frustrated with the direction that they took They wanted to do more of a retro movie And he always wanted to do something new with each installment And I'm pretty sure with that statement That explains almost episodes 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3 Because they all have kind of like different feels and different tones And I think Lucas was always kind of curious with exploring new elements So look at that
1: We actually get a confirmation basically um, yeah. It's neat that he actually had input in these movies, even though he let go of the franchise and sold it, which, I mean, obviously he could, because he had all the power. It was his franchise to sell. Yeah. Um, so well, I think
0: he's just such an, influential, or such an influential character in the franchise, just in the genre as a whole. Why wouldn't you bring him on as a consultant?
1: Absolutely. And I'm sure, like, having him in the room wasn't a hindrance, because, I mean, it's... No. He, it's George Lucas I'm sure he's an easy guy to work with and probably just like had just some neat thoughts and actually you know it's uh we I'll save a lot of my my um, thoughts about the this the movie until we kind of get into the review section but okay. it's neat that um, Disney decided to just not just like hostile take over this they seem to be very friendly towards it so it's always good I think to see. so
0: and I mean if you if you watch the any of the behind the scenes of episode one There's just a bunch of yes men. So I think Lucas would have been open to changing things about the prequels. They just didn't wasn't challenged creatively. So, I mean, him going into these meetings him challenging him or him having input was probably fine, right? Like, I don't think he was vindictive. I think everyone was just scared of him. So the fact he wasn't in control definitely helped a lot with that. So but without further ado, like Tyson said, let's get into the review of this movie. We're going to start with Podtendo's terrible patented plot summary. Luke is missing in the first order they're the bad guys, are after him. A droid escapes with plans, is found by an orphan on a desert planet, and leaves the desert planet on a Millennium Falcon. Han Solo joins the party. There is a scene in a cantina, and some rebels have to go save a girl from the bigger Death Star. After a non-successful rescue attempt, the older member of the rescue party is killed by a Sith Lord. A fight happens between Rey and Kylo, while X-Wings attack the Death Star's weakness and blow it up. We're left on a cliffhanger as to what will happen to our heroes, and Ray finds and meets Luke Skywalker.
1: Yeah, something about this uh, story seems very familiar, you know?
0: I may have left it very bland uh, on purpose, so...
1: (laughs) No, well, I'm glad you did, because it kind of does highlight and preface a lot of our sentiments towards this movie of dang... Do you guys have to yeah. take the first script and just copy and paste it over it, or just you just use whiteout?
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah. They just did a control find replace function, you know. So
1: mm, mm, that's that's way faster than whiteout.
0: Way faster, way, and it's cleaner, way cleaner. So just storytelling elements. Uh, we like to look at does this tell a complete narrative? Lots of the movies we've picked, yes. I don't think we picked a single movie that doesn't have those kind of plot points. So, the introduction is the opening on Jakku. The inciting incident is Rey finding BB-8 and deciding to help him. The rising action is Finn, Rey, and Han Solo meeting, the cantina, and the Death Star rescue. The climax is Kylo being defeated and the Death Star being blown up. And our conclusion is the hero celebrating and Rey meeting Luke.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's got some... got the, all the beats that you need. Um, I think the story's fine. Like, I, I, like I'm all kind of dump on it every now and then for being kind of a repeat of a new hope but at the same time it's like it's a very when we during our review we basically were praising it for how it close it stuck to the template of a hero or the journey of a hero and yeah, here's journey yeah, here's yeah. journey yeah and it's like they there's nothing wrong with another movie doing that uh, people have been doing that for hundreds of like hundreds a year that's why it's a thing so yep.
0: yeah like we'll get into our, our review and again tyson is hedging around that i think he we probably have s- same set sentiments it's we like this film there's just parts of this movie maybe that are like too familiar from familiar sakes if that makes sense maybe. yeah
1: and a little too on the nose you know
0: yeah yeah all right so the film's major overarching themes we have new hope um <coughs> beginnings repeating the past um <coughs> waiting for the past family and betrayal yeah
1: yeah there's there's definitely a lot of this it's i don't know i don't really know what what to say besides i think we've already kind of like hinted at it like this movie's just a bite and rip off of the uh (laughs) of a new hope and there's nothing wrong with jj doing that but um i definitely think that if you're going to start a new franchise maybe have some original ideas mixed in there for the next movies.
0: Um. Well, unfortunately, they do have new ideas. They just don't ever talk about them, or they are just like, ah, oh, those don't matter anymore, and you're like, God damn it! Anyways, let's get right into the review. Uh, let's stop beating around the bush, and then we can actually talk about these things directly. So, of the review, we start with our favorite part of the movie. So, Tyson, what is your favorite part of the movie?
1: Uh, why don't you go first?
0: Uh, I Their use of practical effects. So we were so deprived of this after the prequels. Um, The fact that they built the Falcons, I think fans were just sold right off the start. And it really shows. It looks gritty. It looks Star Wars, right? It's not super shiny and clean. Uh, The the characters look like they're acting on a set, which is just awesome, incredible. I think they have kind of cool... Sets that they go to, right? I mean, eh, the Death Star is kind of eh, the Death Star, you know, like we've been there, done that. I don't like this Death Star as much as I like the old Death Star, to be honest with you. the just whatever, something about it doesn't look right, but that Cantina scene, it really works. It really fleshes up the environment. There's people with puppets, there's like animatronics. I like it. I'm kind of into it, to be honest with you, at that point. And some of the characters are really fun, you know, like that's going to be my prey, especially going forward with this series, is these new characters that were introduced. I think do an excellent job, right? Especially holding up with. Uh, hmm, why didn't I write that note anywhere? You know what? I uh, will come back to that, Tyson. So, what's your favorite part?
1: I really like how this movie is. As, as much as I like to dump on JJ, um, I love how this movie is kind of directed. Like, it's if you're going to revitalize, this was almost like the kind of what what the general movie audience needed. May not be what I personally wanted. I think that this had a lot of the safe; it kept it safe, but it also did a lot of the original. Like, kind of, like basically brought a new generation to Star Wars. Because there's a lot of like um, of the younger generation that won't go back and watch movies from yeah the '70s and such. Ooh. So that's why people end up kind of like there's a generation. Um, that kind of, like, are, like, really fascinating what well, love, pre- love the prequels, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, that's why the remakes exist, right? That's why there is a whole genre that people just remake films, right? Like, they just remake Friday the 13th because people like Jason, they like the horror elements, but they don't want to go back and watch Friday the 13th 1. They want to watch a new version, right? So that's why those remakes exist. So, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so I think that it was... I, my favorite part is that basically it um, revitalized a almost forgotten franchise or nice. one that's kind of been sitting in, in, in with some dust on it for a while which is good
0: nice nice Oh, I forgot my favorite part, because the page splits, so I actually have another favorite part. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, so I will talk. I guess I'm going to keep talking about my favorite parts of this movie. Uh, there's another p- element. I don't know why I didn't write this anywhere. I'm just skimming the notes. I don't see it anywhere. Uh, at one point, Harrison Ford hurt his leg during the casting, so his role was had to had to be kicked back a bit. So they gave a lot more for Johnny Boyega and Daisy Ridley just to do on set, and they just kind of created new scenes for them, And I think that really works, uh, and I think... so. My favorite part is that Harrison Ford is old and has a gimped leg. So, but that's I just because I remember, I thought that was an interesting story. I wanted to talk about it, at least mention it. Uh, so my actual favorite scene would be when Poe and is flying the X-Wing at the cantina. There's this tracking shot where Finn is fighting a uh, stormtrooper. And you see the background of this X-Wing flying behind him. And then he starts watching it. And I think it's so well done uh it looks like a real ship that's flying around and it's just so visually interesting something we didn't actually get in the original uh star wars movies and i think if we're going to make new star wars movies we should make more visually interesting shots right we should it's a visual n- narrative we should create scenes that chatlet are like very interesting to see like oh i've never seen that before cool uh so i think that's probably my favorite part if i was going to pick out like one favorite scene that would be it
1: yeah and just too kind of Two other points that are just awesome, uh, amazing parts of this thing, like you said, like the dog fighting scenes. with the, I've ne- there's never been um, spaceship fights like this ever, and it's, it's yeah. so pretty to look at. It's so clean yeah. shot. It's not jerking the camera around. You
0: well, cannot, the scenes of them you know, even flying across the water and the water coming wisping up. You're like, oh, that's really cool, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, the cinematography is beautiful in this. Like those, like those two things. Like the actual being able to watch the dog fights and actually seeing the like a what seems like hundreds of spaceships battle um, battle it out and actually be able to see it in good crisp clear um, action but kind of get a sense of things um, I and just like honestly being able to just enjoy it with just well shot scenes and good cinematography it's like yeah uh, sometimes there's something about just watching a crisply shot movie and that's what you get with JJ so
0: Nice. What was the other scene you are going to mention?
1: Uh, no, those are the two Is the actual oh, okay. dog fighting and then the cinematography.
0: Okay, nice. Okay. So, how about what's our most notable scene or part of the movie? So, this is the category for maybe you haven't seen Star Wars Episode 7 for a while, and someone says, Hey, you ever watch Episode 7? Or uh, I think it's called The Force Awakens. I don't know why I keep calling it Episode 7. The Force Awakens. Uh, and you're like, Oh, yeah, that scene was cool. So, that's kind of what this category is. So, Tyson, you what's your most notable scene or part of this movie?
1: well I know when this movie first came out it was probably um spoilers um Han solo's death um everybody was talking about that one like everybody yep. was like did you see that scene like they killed off blah, blah, blah. like everybody was talking about that they killed off Han solo and I think that as like now that everybody knows that that kind of it's like i'm it was it's kind of like almost i don't i've never i wasn't alive then but I kind of hope it was similar to the effect of like Finding out that like Darth Vader's Luke's father—it's kind of like the yeah. whoa! Did you see that? Like I can't believe I didn't even see that coming. Yeah, and it was kind of a twist that nobody saw coming, but everybody kind of had the sneaking suspicion it was coming. So that one would probably be what I would think. Yeah, so okay, nice. The I'm going to go
0: with Kylo Ren. Uh, especially in the opening scene, his voice and persona are very intimidating. He's pretty close to Darth Ve- like Vader levels, kind of at the beginning, where you're like intimidated by this character. He seems like he moves a lot more fluidly, and you're like, "Oh, this guy might be able to do some uh, damage." I mean, now as the movie progresses, his character gets explored a little bit more. I think becomes less interesting. I want just a dark character. I want like he's the villain. He's the villain for no reason, uh, and then that's it you know he just needs to be intimidating and the fact that we didn't know it was adam driver you know there was series that it was going to be luke skywalker going into the film that's really neat um and i think if you look at any new star wars like material like lego sets they have kylo ren's face on it kylo ren was definitely probably one of the most popular characters here so good job at least starting out and up until the movie starts kylo ren is the great and then he gets worse as the movie progresses so hey oh uh, yeah,
1: yeah, he yeah. he does start well, I will I will give you that, he does start very strongly, and does kind of have that immediate menace and threat yeah. like when he stops that um, blaster shot and sits there crackling and it's like right in front of the lens mm-hmm. it's gore- like gorgeous to look at but just shows how formidable this character is, and something that basically what, what disappeared into a man's glove in previous in the, in the original, like, Star Wars movies, now is actually, like, oh, okay. Now we can see what they can actually do with the effects, and, and they can yeah. kind of make it a little bit more menacing. So, very cool.
0: Nice. How about what's our So, we have two negatives, and then we'll end with a positive, and then the review is over. It's flying by. So, our least favorite part of the movie. Tyson, what's your least favorite part of this movie?
1: <laughs> Kylo Ren by the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, man, it's... You took, like, by the end of, like... Um, Star Wars um, A New Hope basically like yeah Darth Vader gets basically knocked and flown into outer space but he kind of gets like a little like shoved off to the side death because they they were originally going to do it as like a one parter. It got expanded and it's good that Darth Vader stayed alive because like he was a very interesting and menacing character and up through the whole movie he's basically like an imposing character to be around and then by the end of this movie, he's kind of a crybaby. Who's... So I don't even,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't even think you need to do the to Just to Darth Vader, just a villain in general. uh So, like, my criticism—I'll skip ahead, I guess—is the final fight between Ray and Kylo in the woods. The fact that Ray is able to defeat the villain in the first movie is dumb. From a storytelling narrative, the fact you know you're setting up a three three movie arc. Having your protagonist, yeah, okay, he's shot in his side or whatever, so maybe he's a little bit weak. But still, Kylo should be way more powerful than Rey. And the fact that Rey's able to stand up and defeat him right off the beginning is dumb. Unless the character arc that Rey was eventually going to become more evil or something like that later on, or you're going to kill Rey, and they had to try and do something like that. But they're not going to do that. I think it was just very... It, it, like I think it's singly that it, 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 it single decision set back this entire trilogy and just kind of cast a, a shadow on it that they're not going to be able to recover from. So I agree with you. Not making Kylo overpowered and then having them b- beat him is silly. And just from a like a storytelling narrative, it doesn't make sense. The when I first heard about like great villains what makes a great story it was described to me as luke skywalker a farmer versus darth vader the like baddest guy in the emperor that's your story right you don't need anything else you just need those two characters set up and i've always kind of used those Um, my template for storytelling my template for storytelling uh when it comes to how to make a good story so the fact that yeah yeah yeah
1: and it's like i think it's just one of those things where Mm -hmm. Having that established dynamic is there for a reason. Like it, it makes the the story work better. It makes you, when the characters are in the scene together, they make them have menace, and yes, it adds it yeah. adds a natural dynamic yeah. to the to the characters and the characters interacting with one another. After yeah. that, like do, do do I ever feel like Ray and Kylo have like you end up the kind of thinking that they're like kind of a little bit more brother and sister, and like the, the later one just because they're like I don't know. They, they they definitely aren't like well like Kylo basically almost like gives up and is like well I can't beat her she kicked my ass it's like yes. and, and it's like that just like seems to just like be weird that those two seems to be the main conflict and then yeah. they have this one fight and now it's gone for the the, yep. the trilogy so yeah
0: if that was the final fight at the end of the third trilogy great it's the start end of the first movie silly so that's your least favorite part that's my criticism my least favorite part is the new Death Star. Uh, you really? You couldn't come up with something other than a Death Star? We've already destroyed two Death Stars in the series so far. Come up with anything—a gun that shoots a, a green disease at a planet or something—and it like slowly erodes all life, and like people melt and like scream in pain. There, look—I came up with a new thing. Wow, how hard was this? And the fact it's just kind of like a remake of A New Hope. Those are kind of my least favorite parts. But I think the Death Star. As soon as I saw that, and they're actually at one point they say, "Oh, it's like the Death Star." No, it's bigger than the Death Star. And I was like, "Stupid movie."
1: Yeah, that's uh, so like cringy. It's so like really, yep. no one had, the, no one had, no one had an original idea. Not one yep. person yep. in this uh, hundreds of billion, million dollars, million uh, dollars of death, millions, and millions of dollars got spent on.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh So, what's your final criticism of this movie?
1: Um, my final criticism is I don't like how they couldn't give us interesting new characters. Like, I understand that, like, Star Wars kind of changed um, cinema, but they also, yeah. like, they put effort into, like, you have the scoundrel, you have the princess, you have the the farmer, you have the baddest man in the galaxy. Like, you have all these interesting dynamics um, and interesting characters. And then you were like, girl from Desert Planet that was orphan. Um, man that used to be stormtrooper and pilot. We, I think we, we I, need I, I more really, from these characters. See, I
0: don't think that. I think Finn is an interesting character. He's a. Like, his backstory should have been grander and should have been explored more as opposed to he's just like, oh, I don't want to be here. I think that's kind of interesting because we know they were clones and they mentioned something about oh, we should go back to the clone program to make the Stormtroopers. Well, where do the Stormtroopers come from nowadays if they're not clones? Like, what happened to the clone program? When did that change, right? You can't just give us a sentence and expect us to fill in the blanks if you don't give us the blanks to fill in, right? Oh, for sure. Uh, like, give so us think, more think, of him. Like but I think the movie he's doesn't. a very interesting character. He just, again, he kind of suffers from the Kylo Ren where he starts off at his peak, right, of that moment where he takes off his helmet and he's, like, sweating and there's blood on his helmet and he's like, what have I done? Is the most interesting Finn <laughs> is in this, like, whole film. And then he just kind of becomes, like, lame in the next one, right? Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that was kind of neat. But, like, yeah, you're right. The pilot and the desert girl are kind of nothing special.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's also like... <clears throat> if you're looking to, like, start a new franchise you need to give us relatable characters that were that we want to like fall in love with um, and want to know more about and this movie starts a lot of these things but it by the end of it it seems to like well you didn't really do anything with it maybe the next yeah. one will do something with it and then it's just like oh the, the next we just forgot all about those things well this sucks it's like yeah. I feel like we got glimmers of what could be really cool. Um, well, yeah, and even, like, Ray, like, as you're
0: talking, kind of, like, Ray's interesting, but then her backstory never gets examined or resolved or we don't find any other detail. So it's, it, it, like, on the peripheral, they're really cool characters, but the more you find out about them, you're like, well, that's, they're really boring, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and it's just, like, there's not really a whole lot there to sink your teeth into. And it's just yeah. like, and the characters don't seem to be like reflective on on their past all, all so much. They're more like, "I we have to deal with this movie right now, and let's move forward." And it's like, yeah. okay, but like, give us like a little bit more glimmers of like, as opposed to Pose being like, "Well, I don't really want to deal with, de- or I don't really want to have to deal with any of these things going on. This isn't my battle." Give us like more of that. Like, why is that like? Because he knows some of his friends mightn't be there. Because he knows that like he has an emotional connection with them. That like, like give us yeah. something. Don't just like. I get that like this movie is quite long and they have to save it for a lot of the special effects and the set pieces. But don't forget about the characters. They're they're the number one thing. So I guess that's my criticism is they kind of skipped over the characters. They kind of that wasn't a number one priority and it should have been.
0: Nice. All right. So then, how about a final praise and the review's over look at that so final praise tyson what's a final praise you have of the force awakens once you start uh the s- storytelling characters the lights sounds and settings are all pretty amazing they're fairly well done uh this movie is 90 kick-ass but there are just some poor choices uh that hold it back from being greater in my opinion so uh, I, I want to praise 90% of this film. I think visually you can watch it. You can have a really good time. Uh, it's kind of, you don't have to think a lot about it, even though it gives you things to think about. I remember going out for drinks after this movie and we sat there and we debated and discussed who's, what's going on and what did that mean and is this, that. Uh, but it just, I don't know. There was like like some things. I remember like days later, I was like, wait, why did Kylo Ren get beat by the girl in the first movie? Like, that doesn't seem right. Right? And I started building my next... So, yeah. So that I'll just just leave it at that. I think 90%, this is a really good Star Wars movie. I don't know how it would rank. I was thinking about that. I might go back because I think at one point I gave out a ranking of all the Star Wars films. I'd be curious how this ranks. I don't think it's high, but it's like middle of the pack. So that's my praise. You're a middle of the pack Star Wars film. Good job.
1: Hmm. I guess my praise would be that I'm happy that happy with the product that got presented. It's not a slam dunk by any means. It's not a nothing spectacular, but it's adequate. You know, it's a free throw. It's it's very methodical and kind of boring after you know that it goes in, but it's uh the setup and the actual like it's a very it's functional. It it does everything it needs to do, and I think that there's a lot of potential for the Final movie um coming out. No, it's I said final movie coming out. So we'll we'll I, I'm interested at in how they wrap this up. This is a good start. They kinda it's nice that it, it mirrors the other one. It's kinda like a nice lot of throwbacks. A little bit too much for my taste, but I think that it was handled right. It's very easy to watch. It's free watchable. Um I've seen this movie a couple times now, so it's yeah, I, I think that that's more than I can say about a lot of other movies. So yeah, it's 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 very good and very passable. And yeah, it's yeah. a good Star Wars movie. But not, not well, it's, it's sad about.
0: that like almost one of my praises, is I'm like, oh, the characters they run like when they're <laughs> at one point they're being chased by a ship and they run and there's explosions behind them. And just because I'm so bitter about the prequels where they're on a blue screen the whole time, like a set, and they couldn't run. I'm like, wow, they went to a location to film.
1: Wow. Yeah, well, the practical effects in this movie is just like, like, and your, I guess it's the... so nice. It's so nice. Like, seriously, yeah. the one thing we being able to about... watch somebody actually, like, look to a character and interact is nice instead of clearly some CGI garbage with poor yeah. Ian McGregor and, um, what's the other, Liam, Nils- Liam Neeson? Yeah. Um, those poor guys having to work their faces off and, uh, in, in front of a green screen. Like that's just that's just too much for a couple yeah. actors.
0: Nice. Uh how about oh the one thing we need to talk about is a prophecy. Uh so as Ray grabs Luke's lightsaber, it's calling to her. She grabs it, she she sees his flashbacks, all this stuff is thrown at us. What a cool part of a movie that never gets resolved. <sighs> Thanks, Ryan Johansson. Or Johnson, whatever your name is. Jerk. Anyways, that's the ends of the review of our movie. We've got an Are You Buying It? A Babe Hall of Fame vote. And then uh, we just got some fun stuff for that. So are you buying it? So I want to know then, I still want to know now, who the hell are Reese's parents? Are, is it being resolved? Do we know? Is it just a weird red herring that's always going to drive me insane? I'm going to have to watch hours of YouTube videos? Come on. Tyson, who are they? Tell me.
1: Hmm. That's very interesting. Unfortunately, I thought that... So this was the story. Um, Daisy Ridley at the premiere was watching it with some friends and when they came out they were like oh my god I can't wait to see out see who's Ray's parents are Daisy Ridley was like oh I kind of thought it was very clear what they did for like very what they did in the movie but she's like but she, my friends didn't pick up on any of it so I just bit my tongue and they were making all sorts of guesses and some, like like they're all wrong it's like okay so clearly it's not something on the nose what I'm mm-hmm. thinking we know Finn's a clone. They mention clones right off the bat.:
0: No, he said he wasn't a clone though. We should go back to the clone program if the new stormtroopers are going to be acting this way.:
1: Right. Anyways, I, we, they clearly established this cloning. I think that she's a clone of a mix. Like they, they took like other people's DNA, and she has no parents, But she has an emotional draw to Leia. And the closest proxy to Darth Vader, which is Luke and Kylo Ren. So I'm saying they, holy they, fucking shit! I'm, that's what I'm saying, man. We got we got a clone program going on. and She's a baby of of the start of of the Skywalkers. So huh,
0: cool. All right, that's, that's old. Uh, I'm interested. Are up. you buying it? There you go. Well, I guess. I guess I have to go b- watch the new freaking Star Wars movie, Stupid Tyson, making a good point for once in his miserable life. Hey, <laughs> so I, I,
1: I, I can usually call Disney movies. That's my thing. <laughs> That's sure. the one thing right. I'm good at.
0: All right. Uh, Babe Hall of Fame, Daisy Ridley, in or out? I'm saying in. Yeah, me too. Nice. Cool. Good job. Nice. That's the first, she's like the third inductee, so.
1: Wow. She should feel proud.
0: Stupid male mis- mischauvinists. Yeah, a uh, bunch of. I days. mean, Carrie Fisher got in twice, so.
1: Hey, both Star Wars,
0: yeah. Something about something about a girl and a lightsaber, you know, like hey mm. heyo, and
1: some nice. sand. Oh dang, get me! Don't get me! Don't get me started. She's running hey around yo. on some sand. Well, oh.
0: nice. All right, uh, so that's it. Done. Done. Review. Uh, movie. We're like. indifferent about. Indifferent about indeed. Uh, Let's go to our patented... uh, I guess so now that that's done, we've got a Wayback Machine and a Cultural Significance to get through and then we're all finished. So Wayback Machine what we're going to do is we're going to go back to December 18th 2015 and see... What was life like? And decide, do we want to travel back to that time and relive it one last time? Assuming both my Tyson and myself, and hopefully you, the listener, were alive back then. If you're a four-year-old listening to this podcast, your parents are terrible people. We swear we have mature conversations. They should know better. Yes. All right. Now that the disclaimer's out of the way, we start out by asking, Tyson, what could be your favorite show? Could it be The Simpsons, season 27, episode 9? Barthood? Bart? life from six to adulthood is told kind of interesting or bob burgers season five episode seven tina taylor soldier spy to find who is leaking the cookie sales leads tina starts to spy on her old thumb girl troop or a thunder girl's troop meanwhile linda becomes a blonde
1: hmm, hmm. this is a, a fantastic bob's burgers episode Oh, and it's got a great reference to one of my favorite movies <sighs> man this is really tough because i really like this episode of bob's burgers but i've never seen this episode of the simpsons with bart um and the life from six to adulthood would be interesting because what does happen from when yeah. bart grows up i don't know and i really want to know i really really really, really want to know so it's got to be the simpsons even though tinker taylor uh Soldier Spy is a fantastic movie and come on, Tina Taylor Soldier Spy is a hilarious pun, so close second up second, or runners up, but it's gotta go to the Simpsons.
0: Huh. Good job, Simpsons. Simpsons. Huh. I really thought I thought I put a better episode up against this episode of Bob's Burgers, because I remember doing this, I was like, ha ha, ha, ha Tyson will choose Bob's Burgers, because he loves that show, ha, ha, ha. I'm so manipulative, but I didn't do it, what the heck?
1: No, you he did, like, this was a tough, this is a tough shootout, honestly, had it not just been this, this specific episode, because I, had I seen it in the past, I know it's going to be terrible and not very good, but, man, I need to know now, because, like, All right. what happens nice. when he turns seven? I've always no wondered.
0: Oh, we've always wondered, even though we've been around for 30 years. Top TV shows that were around at the time were Game of Thrones, Better Call Saul, The Americans, Fargo, Mr. Robot, Mad Men, and The Walking Dead. What a weird world that was, eh?
1: Yeah. Um. Dang. Not, not too bad, though. Not too bad, though. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of these shows are very good up until the final seasons.
0: True. Yeah. Very um, true. How about... Top cartoons around at the time. We've got Rick and Morty, Gravity Falls, Adventure Time, South Park, and Star Wars Rebels.
1: All good, all good. See, we we never we were never uh, really truly out of Star Wars because we did have the Clone Wars movies and Clone yep. Wars TV shows. So and Star Wars Rebels. So yeah, there was always actually, and I hear the Star Wars Rebels stuff was actually really good and and got kind of mm-hmm. like dark near the end. So. Worth, yeah. a, worth a watch I've, if you actually want to get into it.
0: Yeah, I've heard good things. Very good things. How about top movies that came out? So nothing opened up against Star Wars, obviously. But still in theaters could be nothing noteworthy. Maybe Point Break Remake or The Big Short. But if you waited a week or two, you could see Sisters or Alvin and the Chipmunks. The Road Chip.
1: So that's why Star Wars just crushed just, yep. like, nothing else to, to go up against it. Like, I mean, the big show, uh, very good, but don't get me wrong, yeah. it's Star Wars. Like, yeah. not a lot of people are going to go watch a finance movie, so.
0: Yes, I, yes, very, very true. Uh We started watching, well, not really, it was just randomly on TV, I was eating breakfast this morning, and by random, I put it on. Alvin and the Chipmunks, uh, chipwrecked? Eh, you know what? Like, I was like, it's not as offensive as I thought it would be, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's an Alvin's... The, it's an album that's still, ch- still
0: pretty offensive, but just not as offensive, right? That's what right. I meant. All ah, right, I so our top video games that were released this month in 2015, so that's December 2015, Rainbow Six Siege, Pokemon Pictocross, Xenoblade Chronicles X, Final Fantasy on the PlayStation 4, and Yakuza 5. It's pretty exciting.
1: Oh man, Rainbow Six Siege is such a good game not gonna lie i wish that it was the remake of final fantasy 7 on the playstation 4 but that's still coming
0: i don't know at at a certain point it's gonna come out and you're like this sucks i hate this they should have just done a remastered version where everything looks a little bit better and we'd all be happy but it's gonna be different
1: um supposedly they're gonna have a different um battle mechanic system yeah so you can actually change but you can switch between like the newest-ish style and the like, the one that's specifically for this new game. So I think I'll I'll have to like buy a PlayStation at that point in my life. But right. uh, but cool. with my luck, PlayStation Five will come out and then they'll be like, oh hey look here's here's Final Fantasy seven on it, and you're like, well now I don't need to buy four. It's
0: true. Nice. How about top music? So finally, we'll look at the top three Billboard songs. And finally decide, do we want to live back at this time? Ah, we're undecided at this point. But the number three song is Can't Feel My Face by The Weeknd. I can't
1: feel my face when I'm with you, I love it, I love it, oh. I can't feel my face when I'm with you, I love it, I love it, oh. And I know she'll...
0: Nice. Yes,
1: he said it right off the bat. We didn't have to wait for at least like 20 twenty seconds for him to get into it.
0: It's true. Because we hate waiting for those hooks. But you know what, iTunes? Sometimes your clips are just magnifique, you know? Sometimes. But if if you don't like The Weeknd, you're really going to hate the number two song, The Hills by The Weeknd. he's canadian we're sorry um what?
1: Nah, he's, he all right. he's all right he's all right he's all right actually he's he's part of a, a glorious bit from letter kenny which is nice which is always good so
0: Yes. Alright, what well, about the number one song? Because those other two songs were like, eh We might have had like a 45 second delay While loading one, you didn't hear it Because I'm that good of an editor, I'm that nice of a guy But the number ones, one song Was Hello by Adele And
1: free I've forgotten how it felt Before the world fell at our feet There's such a difference Between us Send a million miles.
0: thanks Adele
1: yeah yeah a lot of sad songs this week this time
0: nice nice alright so not terrible uh, so now that we've looked at that year Tyson are you going back to December of 2015
1: oh man I don't know Just not like I know how Game of Thrones ends so I could be that dick you know <laughs> what <laughs> I'm going back
0: alright nice I'm gonna stay I don't know I was there eh eh I don't know
1: I could get really good at Rainbow Six Siege.
0: All right, nice, nice. So that kind of ends... Oh, all we have left is a a cultural significance. And then we're out of here. Done. Over. Boom. For this section, uh, as we journey through this film series, we will look at reboots, possibly, and sevens, uh, when fans turn on their creators and conclusions. So after 10 years of no Star Wars in our lives... We've got this film, which acted as part 7 and a soft reboot for the franchise. So let's look at both today. So I found a list of the top 10 movie reboots. They suck. Uh, I can read through them, and you can, like, I can literally just read through them, and you can be like, eh. Because I didn't really write, like, I don't know what they're, like, being remade of. I kind of hate this list, to be honest with you. We could just skip right ahead and just say, let's just look at the number 7s in a series and probably have a lot more fun talking about it.
1: Yeah, I looking at this list guys I don't think we really need to talk about like Sling Blade and Boogie Nights and The Departed so
0: Boogie Nights great film fine film but yeah like The Departed it's a remake of 2002's Internal Affair okay that's fun Babadook that's a remake was a remake of a short film about Mr. Babadook like Whiplash was a remake of something I don't know
1: yeah 13 Assassins was a remake of probably like 7 Assassins or something yeah yeah (laughs) Or 12, you never know. (laughs) The captain up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So uh, we'll just... uh, Okay, so we're just going to move on to the number sevens in a series. Because then at least we have something fun to talk about. So we'll start out with the best film series of all time, James Bond. Number seven is Diamonds Are Forever.
1: Ooh, got sampled by Kanye Song. Um, It did have Sean Connery returning. Back after um, George Lazenby took over for one movie and then left in Honor Majesty's Secret Service, so we had a pudgy Sean uh, Connery running around. Um, he was pretty old at this point. Well, I shouldn't say old, but he was older. Um, and I think this was—he was like this was like seven years from the first one, or like eight years from the first one. So he's st- okay. yeah, um, the 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 wig. That he was wearing and he always wore a wig even from the first one. They definitely needed a better one. So we
0: know that Sean Connery was old and fat and bald, so yeah. thank you, Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah,
1: and uh, Blofeld from Spectre. Um he supposedly died in this one, even though he comes back in another one. Yeah. So that's always that's always fun. Even James Bond likes to mess with their own continuity, so.
0: Very smart, smart, smart. Nice. How about Harry Potter? We get the deathly hallows. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good conclusion to that seven book series uh, It dives really well into the mythology. It's kind of a fun adventure that we didn't really get much in the Harry Potter books where they actually leave the school. They travel around the wizarding world uh, visiting kind of various sites that were only talked about before, uh, as well as it just kind of has a very nice, clean conclusion to this kind of this epic story. Right. Uh, lots of stories. It's hard to land the, the landing. And I think Harry Potter did a very nice job of that. So,
1: Yeah, that's usually the hardest thing to do is hit the landing. And um, definitely Harry Potter is, they nailed it. And I, I got to give her props. Like not yeah. many other writers actually have the the balls to end it kind of the way she did. And just, yeah, you know, it, it was very, very, very well done.
0: So Nice. How about Final Fantasy VII? Ah, uh,
1: my personal favorite or second favorite. Okay, what's
0: favorite? your favorite?
1: What's I, your third favorite? Nah, it's definitely second favorite. Um, Alright.
0: Because
1: nine's probably my third favorite. And then okay. I'd probably give uh, what my Final Fantasy 2 is. What? So it's Final Fantasy 4? Yeah. Yeah, so there. So 4, 7, then 9.
0: Four, seven, nine. Interesting. I really liked 6. I thought 6 was a lot of fun when we played it earlier this year. Yeah, it's very good. Uh yeah like it seems like it's a lot more open-ended than some nine is also good four i don't know it seems like a real chore so it's probably top three but uh yeah it's definitely one of those epic experiences it changed the video game landscape just how we told stories in video games it's a pretty epic narrative nowadays it's kind of lame and you go back and it seems very corny but at the time, it was the game. Everyone wanted to play it. They had a cool guy on a motorcycle with a big sword. Sign me up, you know.
1: Before every, there was a million and six sword boys.
0: So yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, and then finally, Game of Thrones. So the seventh book, well, the seventh book has not come out yet. Uh, but the seventh season has ended. Technically, it was the eighth season, I think. Yeah. And but I mean, really, it should just be one season, kind of those last couple, anyways. And meh, meh. If that's if that's really the ending that we're gonna get, uh, it's gotta be like spoken. We have to have a lo- need to know a lot more because Game of Thrones that's a that's a series that didn't stick the landing.
1: Yes, and I think that yeah. the toughness is with length of a, of an ending. Like it needs to be satisfactory. Whereas I feel like Game of Thrones needed like a two hour ending yeah whereas harry potter got a satisfactory like no we're cutting this into two movies because we need to get everybody in the mood for this movie to end and then we need to go ahead and start closing the book so, well
0: it that was a really weird they captured uh like that moment in a bottle where it was the characters they didn't want them to be too old in the earlier movies but essentially movies four could have been like parts one part two Movie five could in two part, two parts, two parts, two parts. You know, like they could have expanded and like dragged out those movies indefinitely. They didn't, uh, and it does show that th- with two parts they can show a lot, more, share a lot more of the story, right? So, mm-hmm.
1: and because not every movie was a two-parter, the ending being a two-parter made it feel very apt and
0: justified. Yeah, yeah. So, oh yes, oh yes, nice. So with all that done, said finished look at that we're done um so i would put episode seven pretty high on both these lists and that is pretty culturally significant so way to way to finish strong with the notes mick you really stuck the landing
1: who are you stephen king
0: or or you know as people say they they land the landing what that's what i said the first time and i was like that's wrong and then i came back the second time and said stick the landing and i was like oh yeah that makes more sense oh nailed it Land the landing. Land I like how disgusted you said it just now. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Who says it like that?
0: You piece of garbage. <laughs> Ugh, you sound Great.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, that's me.
0: Nice. All right. Uh, so, with that, I don't think there's a lot else we have to talk about. Say, uh, I might go back and listen to all the Star Wars reviews that we've done before, before we get to the next one. And then I can maybe put together like a definitive list. Episode eight, so that's going to be my kind of my little homework. I'm not even going to write that down. So, uh, rank Star Wars movies,
1: and I'll probably just off the cuff it like I always do, everybody.
0: Star Wars, uh, I feel like we were harsh on it. (laughs) That was moments, parts we liked, parts we didn't like. We're a little bit harsher than we needed to be. And we'll see if that stands up. Maybe I come back and I'm like, actually, I really like this movie. This is my favorite Star Wars movie. I don't think I'll say that, but uh, maybe you never know.
1: I never know. I mean, I'm probably not going to say that, because I have a, I, I have a pretty good feeling about how I feel about these movies, which, I mean, I'm sure the top couple spots people are going to be like, we really liked that, that movie over that movie, but
0: yeah,
1: at the same time, I'm just, you know, it is what it is. I know where this movie kind of lands, and I think that, unfortunately, it's, it's not really for me. I, I can go back, and I can enjoy older movies. I know some people can't, and that's why right. there is remakes and stuff but i can go back and watch old movies i do all the time so
0: yes sweet all right uh so that's a bit of do and we're out uh i guess next time we're talking you were in the month of mario technically we didn't mention that on this one because it's not really a video game show but the next episode we're playing a big mario game so it's pretty exciting so let's go yes thanks uh, for listening to my podcast (laughs) (laughs) bye guys
1: bye